This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. Before we get to the lot, let's hear from our sponsors. Shouldn't having conversations with your money be easy? Like easier than pronouncing Worcestershire, nope, well, Worcester, Worcestershire. Yeah, there's no way anyone gets that on the first try. FM Trust is here to help you have better conversations with your money. Go bank it easy at fmtrust.bank. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 147 of Beers in the Lot. Before we get to the episode, here are your weekly reminders to check us out on our website at beersinthelot.com. And anytime you want to get in touch with us, you can always hit the website. But also, we're very active on Discord at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. We were watching game two of the Stanley Cup final between the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights. That led to a lot of discussion about the matchup and the styles of those two teams. We also talked about recent hirings for the Pittsburgh Penguins and Washington Capitals in Kyle Dubas and Spencer Carberry. And there was a common theme that kept coming up around how much work it takes to make an elite level of hockey like the NHL and then also maintain an elite level of hockey. So without further ado, let's crack those beers. Well, beers have been cracked. Aaron, what do you got tonight? Well, courtesy of a good friend of mine that you know very well, Daniel, it's you. (laughs) I have. (laughs) It me. (laughs) I have from Treehouse Brewing Company, an outlier Kolsch. Says on here, it's beer for living. Like that, it's beer for living. You know, you, you, like to live. you just live. You have beer. This is this live, is laugh, the beer love. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> this is the beer for the live part of it. It's pretty. Good. It's really good. <laughs> you were right. It is good. What do you have, Daniel? Uh, I'm back on my treehouse bullshit again tonight, <laughs> and I have a Julius. Nothing too complex. Just keep how many it J's and S's in this one? Just one. Just one. It's their. It's okay. Like their main beer, pretty much. <laughs> you told me that they they have multiple J's. And yes, S's. If they have multiple J's in there. <laughs> multiple S's. That's extra juiciness. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got tonight, Riggs? Uh, courtesy of field reporter Ross, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, he's the one that gave it to Correct. me in the parking lot. So we were doing like deals in the parking lot last night. <laughs> it was really weird. You get so, a treehouse. You get a treehouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have pink from Treehouse. It is an American IPA brewed with the hop variety known as pink, which this is excellent. I mean, Treehouse yeah. is awesome, yeah. but like this is very, very good. Like, like this, whatever, I think the, the label says, the hop has uh it has like lineage in the US, Europe and Japan, which is interesting. Uh coming out of Idaho. So, um it's a lot like, you know, Galaxy, which would come out from that way. Very, very good. This is awesome. 
Thank you, field reporter Ross. Beer. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan, I believe, has a task that he has to perform with the drink that he has. Yeah. I have a smear off ice. I'm icing myself. <laughs> you done iced yourself. So, I need I need a lot of people to pray for me because I can't stop winning. So <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. And wow. There, he is icing himself. It's gone. Yes. And it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> well done. With a bottle even. Yeah. So where's yeah, number thanks. two? No straw. No. No. No, no. For the no. for the chug. I know. You did but... sp- you don't even need that. No. Impressive. Impressive. Thanks. It's almost like you got hustled one time. Just once. Yeah. We're not going to go there. Day that will live not in tonight. infamy. Yeah, we'll just... <laughs> where's, where's your second beer? I'll get it. Just give me a moment. <laughs> it's a long way to go back downstairs. So. You should have had it yeah. in your holster. I should have, but I left my holster with my gun, so... Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I left my six shooters in my holster <laughs> instead of my beers. Your pearl-handled yeah, six shooters. <laughs> yeah, my ivory-handled uh, six shooters, like Ned Needlander from Three Amigos. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So how we how we feeling, gentlemen, this evening after a pretty good, lovely night of OFBG hockey? It was a good night last night. Points night last night. Points night for <laughs> yes. our team. <laughs> well, for Daniel's team too, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the What was the score on your game, John? Uh, ten to two. Ten two. So you had so you had double digits on one side. Yeah, we set it on the bench. I was like, we we need double digits tonight. So we went out. <laughs> we got double digits. So beers and a lot crew got their cookies. Oh yes, cookies. The cookies were had. Yeah, a bit of a goaltender's duel on our <laughs> rink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, AGM goalie 38. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won, though. He won. Yeah, he had the W. He got the Stat win. that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a good, good time in a lot, too, actually. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's probably due to like the times being closer together again. Yeah. So That's probably both part the of it. teams were out like almost exactly the same time. I mean, it was beautiful weather out. So oh, yes. yeah. that also yeah, kept was, people out. It was, it was awesome. Crisp right in the sixties, right in the sweet yeah. spot. So you could no hoodie if you choose or hoodie, if you want to, like it was right on that line. Oh, was flying last night. Everybody was. It was great. Yeah. A lot of and a lot of people seem to stay when the weather gets a little nicer too. The yeah, boys were just taking it easy. Those yeah, yeah, that's right. Those first couple like really good nights of weather at OFPG are like those are the nights when everybody stays, and you definitely have to observe the midnight rule, <laughs> or, <laughs> or you know people might get in trouble. <laughs> It sneaks up on you. It does, does. But but also, Daniel, like the last, I don't know, couple seasons, maybe the last three seasons, the game times have been like almost an hour apart. Some cases they were an hour apart, which means that the early game, people leave, you know, 
they have their three beers and they leave by mm-hmm. the time the second game gets out. So it's kind of like a ghost town in the lot Yep. when that second game gets out. So, yes, having the game times close together in OFBG is like perfect. 20 minute difference, 15 minute difference. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It was also very dangerous for uh, <laughs> uh, my crew coming out from uh, West Virginia. Because what we what we did last season, we haven't really done it this season, but last season we would uh, the person who had the late game would drive, so they would have like a couple beers and be ready to go. Because the early game, we're out in the parking lot, we're hitting yeah. it hard because we don't have to drive. <laughs> yeah, Danny, you left blind a few nights. I yeah, think just, just hitting it hard. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help when. You're telling me to drink, to have to pick a beer, and turns into turns out to be a double IPA, <laughs> eight and a half percent or whatever it was. I was like, "Here, Aaron, you like this?" He's like, "Oh, it's pretty good." He gets halfway done. I'm like, "Hey, you know that's like an eight point five percent, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but then I gave you a four percent afterwards. I gave I gave you a, a, a oh, nice right. easy one after. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Sun, the Sunshine Pilsner, I think, or Sunshine Pills. Yeah, that oh, one was yeah. yeah. That's, that is a good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic brewery to visit if you're in the oh, yeah. Yeah. area. If you're, up in Hershey, if you're up in Hershey for the Calder Cup final, Ooh. some of us may be. Yeah. Some of us may be going. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Especially if a Mr. <laughs> Shane Wright is in the building. Yeah, if Coachella <laughs> makes it, we are definitely going. I told I told Riggs last night, jokingly, it's going to be my personal mission to motivate that young man yeah. by any means necessary. <laughs> you mean demotivate? No, no, no. I hope it. I hope it. He's going to motivate I'm, by demotivating. You know what? I'm kind of like a Mike Babcock type motivator. I want to tear you down a little bit before I build you up. So, or or just or just tear you down and tear you down and tear you down and tear you down. <laughs> It depends how you look at it. Like I said, I'm an old school motivator, so (laughs) a little different. But I I kind of would love to see like Shane Wright just go on a tear and like almost like Jim Craig, you know, when he gets his American flag and he's like, Where's my father? Shane Wright's like, Where's that little (laughs) freaking jerk with the signs? Where the hell is he? You just want a 30 for 30. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see like Shane Wright stunt on me. So, yeah. I just want to see you make a sign that says Shane is a poo poo pants. That's probably the most polite one I'll make. I have a few others. (laughs) Well, we want to get into the building. So. Well, but I'm going to make it like kind of like Shane Wright was negatively impacted by the AHL CHL agreement. And like, no one will know what that means. That's deep. Shane will skate. Yeah. Shane will skate by. And I guarantee you'll be like, you know what? I was. Like, man, we're going to be buddies. We're going to be best buddies. Like, every All Star break, we're going to hang out because he's not going to one. So, like, it'll be cool. Like, oh, you know. (laughs) No, I actually, I do like Seattle and I would like to see him like, you know, kind of go up in the system. Cause like, I think we've talked about this. I think he was like negatively hurt by the situation he was in. And he was one of the Bantams, unfortunately affected, you know, with the COVID situation. So like he lost a year and a few other things. So like, I'm, I'm willing to bet that played a part in everything. I mean, so and, that sucks. And, oh, by the way, like he's having 
a playoffs. Like he is playing. He's very doing well. well. That team yeah. is playing very well. I mean, that's why they're in the Western Conference Final. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you know, he he is a good hockey player. Just a little bit of a maybe a little bit of an attitude thing after draft. You know, after his draft. But I agree. I think I think you know the way that contracts are structured and the agreements between American Hockey League and and uh, major juniors definitely screwed him. Well, and, and two, like, I guess I kind of look at it, I don't know, I kind of, like, I was having a conversation with a, a buddy about the, you know, Kyle Dubas thing, because he kind of looked at me, he's like, Kyle's like a year older than you. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, to be a president <laughs> of hockey operations, like, that's, that's bonkers. Like, that's great. That's awesome. But I said, like, you gotta look at, like, all those jobs, like, if you're an NHL player, executive, etc., there's only 32 of those positions necessarily, you know? Like, so if you're a first overall draft pick or a first round draft pick, there's 32 of those. So, like, you are special. You are a gifted hockey player. But then after that, there's still a lot of freaking work that needs to be done. A Absolutely. ton. And that's Absolutely. even if you're like a, you know, a young assistant general manager or scout or player development or a video coach, like, getting that job just starts another progress of work to move upwards hopefully in in a long career like it's not i mean geez it's like i mean i you know we're watching the game two of vegas like i I think of a guy like paul maurice totally accomplished coach great resume you know great motivator everything everybody raves about him he's only been to two cup finals this is his second in all his years of coaching i mean that's not that's nothing to like kind of like shake your head at like he's a damn good coach I had some really good teams too, but it makes you kind of think like it's tough to be, I mean, pro sports in general, but yeah. Yeah. I was about so. to say, I mean, this is the NHL. This is the most elite league for ice hockey in the entire world. Everything about yeah. this league is the best like period. So yep. if you want to be involved with this league, it's going to take lots of work to get there. But then obviously at that point you are starting a huge career of work ahead of you once you even make it. So, yeah, I agree with you completely that uh, you got a lot of work to do at any, at any point, any place in the in the league, player, yeah. front office, equipment manager, everybody's got loads, yeah, all loads those, of work ahead of them. Every single one of those people bust their, <laughs> their hump all day. Whoa, I, Eichel just got blown up. Holy shit. Yeah, he did. Destroyed. I think something's wrong with his collarbone. Mm. Oh, no. it look, yeah, it looked clean, though. Might have been a touch late, but well, they haven't shown the replay for me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the replay yet. They're just showing everybody hugging. So you know what? I kind of <laughs> I was thinking everybody about this. Everybody loves first everybody. <laughs> as we as we record, it's like two minutes left in the second. Eichel just got leveled, but like I feel like Florida is really trying to muck it up, and I think they just need to work on skating in this game. But like everything they've done, it's because they're trying to do something. Like Gudis got truck sticked. Because he put himself in that situation and Barbashev just reversed hit him, which was nice to see. Like, thank God. Like, but jeesh. I don't know. Oh, wow. He looks stunned. <laughs> I think yeah. that's Eichel's dad. Was... Oh, is uh, it? Really? I'm pretty sure that's Eichel's dad. Yeah. Okay. See, and also, too, Maurice is very emotional. Butch is oh, just on the bench. Oh, he's already kinda... like falling or something. See how he, like, his legs. It's Let's almost see. like he tried to duck that. 
Yeah, or he, he was like falling already. That was shoulder, shoulder. Oof. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like he saw it coming. I, I, yeah. think, he, I, I think he was trying to dunk him. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he he may have pinched an herb or did something to his shoulder. Oh, pinch. I don't know about pinch. That looks like something broke. Man. That is playoff hockey right there. Holy shit. It's good hit. He, did pr- he protected hit. his head, though. The yeah. best he could. Yeah, as best as he could, but. If he's out the rest of the series, that changed the series? Change, yes. Other than, like, I mean, the lines are going to be different, obviously, but. We'll see. I don't know. Oh, this, these penalties better be roughing after the play. It's five on five. That was a clean hit. I mean, mm-hmm. that was Chucker. Sucks that he got or hurt. They kick but... him out. I think they gave him a two and a ten for the nonsense and the yeah the crap yeah the shit afterwards. Yeah, they just said Paul Maurice was shaking his hands. Ooh, hmm. this is great podcasting here. Yeah, <laughs> lots, of, <laughs> lots of content here. <laughs> well, we're all watching. We're all watching. Like, holy shit. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. So we're two minutes left in the second game. Two Vegas up four nothing as we record. Has anything shocked you? A game and two thirds way into a second game. Anything shock you about the series yet? Anything really stand out? No, I can't comment because I didn't see the first game because I was not in town. So oh, can't really I can't see him shocked, but. but- I did think that Florida would have a better showing thus far. Especially like this game. I mean, four nothing. Oh. I think they're okay. I don't think they're that far off. But Vegas is really kind of just like their four check. It's given Florida problems. So they are both playing exactly how they've played yeah. up until this point. And what you're seeing is finally Florida is against a really bad matchup for them. <laughs> like because uh I think I think it's really on the back end. I think I think Vegas's back end, they could just roll they can just roll the 6D and not really have to play matchups like hard matchups against Florida's top guys. They can just whoever's up can go out depending on situation and Florida can't do that. Like they they've got a hard match. I mean they they were trying to I mean, until he went out. It it looked like they were trying to put Gudis against you know Vegas's top guys, which is a colossal mismatch. Like that 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 can't happen. Like so I think uh, I think that's what you're seeing. But as far as 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 far as how they're playing and the results, it's exactly how they got here for both teams. They're, they haven't yeah. really changed anything. Well, I know the Gudis pairing, they would put it out in the Carolina series, and Carolina kind of was licking yeah, the chops, but, but Carolina, they didn't lose. But Carolina so, yeah. can't score goals. They came into the playoffs not being able to score yeah. goals. So they it didn't matter. So right. It didn't, didn't matter. matter against that team. Right. But Bob also, too, like he's getting some of the looks that Vegas is getting. He hasn't seen some of the looks that they're getting from the point or even some of the down low to mid-range yeah, stuff I, he hasn't well, seen I, those looks I, I think, think he's playing great though no, i like he's doing i think his... i think florida is woefully mismatched on the back end so i i oh, think absolutely. Like, i think like they are just they're not helping him i mean they did they weren't helping him earlier in the playoffs either but now it's like it's exposed right well vegas so. too like 
Cassidy really believes like your D activates yeah. more like for the yeah. modern game, let's call it. So for Vegas, it was kind of like almost like uh, their system last year, but advanced because the board believes in like heavy point pressure, heavy point shots. You know, a lot of shots and offense can be created from that. Cassidy is more like, I fully agree what you're doing in the offensive zone, but we need to activate more through the neutral zone and in our own zone. Yeah. Like pushing it up as a, not just a five man unit, but like you see some of the defenders, like they're not only leading rushes, but they're some of the ones like popping into plays on those weak sides. So it, it's showing. I mean, they, in the first and second period, really Vegas is really like, you see some of the creative stuff they're doing at the point, just like, you know, kind of movement and then pinches and even just some of the funneling they are doing from the point down to the net. It's, it's cool. There were moments in game one where I was watching like Shea Theodore walk the line and I was like, this guy's like a slower Kale McCarr. McCarr light. <laughs> yeah. He's like McCarr a slower. Light. He's like three times slower, but he does the same stuff. Like, <laughs> And he also, he also bumps bodies a little more than Kale too. Like he's a yeah. bigger boy. So like, well, yeah, Kale. Yeah. But yeah. He did get suspended this year. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, He's... granted, McCann wasn't looking at him or anything, but whatever. It's neither here or there. Yeah. Quick intermission break while we get a word in from our sponsors. Shouldn't having conversations with your money be easy? Way easier than translating texts and all emojis. Smiley face, siren, apple? Mom, mom is eating a spicy apple? What? FNM Trust is here to help you have better conversations with your money. Our FlexLock line of credit lets you borrow from your home for big purchases. Go bank it easy at fmtrust.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Oh, why did I teach her to text? Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. But I do I do like uh I like the way Vegas is playing. They're they're, they're and, good. And, and now the, the and thing as, I'll the thing I'll I'll say about Vegas is I think it is a crime. A crime that Phil Kessel is not getting a sweater same. In, yes. in the Stanley Cup final. Yes. <laughs> mm. I'll say this though, I put it in our Discord jokingly. Uh I did think it's kind of awesome that Stahl has looked like a guy that's been bought out in this series. <laughs> so that's that's great. I like seeing that. So selling that garbage sod. You know, we don't like it. <laughs> garbage sod. Yeah. Speaking of Discord, I like Goody's take. <laughs> That uh, Mark Stone's going to be an animal in the cup celebration. Yes, he will. He will be. <laughs> and and oh, by the way, I mean it's it's well documented on social media. 
He's a groomsman in Brady Kachuk's wedding. Mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk is best man. So <laughs> if Mark Stone is able to bring the cup to the <laughs> wedding. Oh boy. I'm, I don't I'm not sure he would do that, but <laughs> bachelor party maybe. <laughs> but if he's able to bring it, you know, kind of shove it in Brady might okay Matt's that face. just yeah. to yeah, just to yeah. shove it in Matthew's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're we're also it's game two. Like gotta, yeah, there's a lot as Paul Marie said, everybody, let's breathe. No, like, he yeah. said, let's fucking yeah. breathe. Let's fucking breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only, I mean, I understand Paul Maurice is a coach and he has to do what he has to do, but like he was yelling a little bit tonight and even game one, like Montour hit Marzuso in the head for no reason. I'm like, well, oh, that's a penalty, you know, Sunday through Saturday. That doesn't have to be on the blue light special. Like that's a penalty any which way you do it, but. I get, I get what he's trying to do. It's fine. So, yeah, yeah he's got he's he's got to do something, right? Because they're they're kind of against it right now. So, they're yeah. So he's got to do something. It, there's not a lot. I've always had the opinion that once you get to the playoffs, especially when you get deep like this, the coaches aren't really affecting much. There's certain matchup decisions and lineup decisions they can make that yeah, it's going to have impact game to game, whatever. But once you get to this point, I think it's all gamesmanship and politics for them. So right. they're going to say crazy things in, in press conferences, and they're going to say th- crazy things to the officials and try and get things going their team's way because I think that's really that's the way that they can do it. So it's, it's interesting. Well, they also do like a few other things like, you know, Paul Maurice too tonight decided to go seven and 11, you know, 70, 11 forwards. And unfortunately, Gudis is out. So it's 11 and six. But also, if you kind of look at it from his, his end, like you want Montour out, obviously out there significantly more. And if you get Barkoff and Verhage and, Kachuk out there more that doesn't hurt you, right? So, so I I get I get the decision on that. Daniel, what do you think about Kyle Dubas' seven year contract as a El Presidente of your Pittsburgh Penguins? I like it. Why do you I like, like it? it? Look, everybody in Toronto seemed to like him, and they were pissed off that they gave him the uh, the old shit can, right? So they were pissed about that. He's got to be doing something, right? Yeah. He put together a decent squad. He's good at filling in holes uh, around superstars. So I like it. I like, uh, I want to see what he can do. Nice young, uh, well, GM. man. Yeah, ample man. ops guy. Yeah. Interested to see what he can do. Definitely want to see the difference between him and uh, uh, Hextall and uh, Burke. So does he do the GM job as well? Interim until July. And he suggested that's because some teams are are uh, either not letting certain people out of their contracts to talk about roles or it also implies that some teams still may be competing so they're not going to you know let people speak um so he's interim to like let's call it July end of July whatever which I kind of figured the one thing I'm like kind of excited about with the Dubas thing it's the first time 
a they've had some analytical GM or you know uh, general managers take over like John Chica. Kyle was in you know his role in Toronto, but it's the first time like it's a young analytical mind of like let's call it new age new wave hockey is a president of a hockey operations or an organization. So top to bottom, they're all going to have to necessarily kind of get in line to some extent. I really like the one line Kyle did say, like, in a general manager, I want to get somebody who has, you know, complementary skills to to himself and other people that he's going to bring in. But also, he really mentioned that, you know, has a, he or she will have a different set of skills than I do. So it it sounds like it's going to be a really big collaboration in terms of everything. Because he mentioned, you know, the coaching staff at all levels, AHL, NHL, the, you know, high performance, meaning like the sports conditioning and psychology department that they'll have the analytics department, which actually Kyle fired all those people. So like he's going to build a new one. Um, you know, a few other things. So I was like, this is like a really cool experiment in, in terms of like the, like I said, new wave of hockey, uh, like how it'll be done. So I'm kind of excited. Like it, seven year deal too. So like he's going to have ample time to kind of work it out and mm -hmm. put his fingerprints all over it, which is awesome. So um, the rumor is that yeah. he met, he met with Sid and the rumor is that there was some conversation about, you know, what is the direction of the team while Sid and Gino and Latang are still there? Yeah. And are they still trying to contend? Not just make the playoffs, but trying to contend. Yeah, they want to win. And so my question is, regardless of him coming in, you know, is the organization in a spot where they could actually do that? So my God honest opinion and Danny and Aaron back me up however you choose. Um I feel if you kind of get rid of some contracts, move some things around. You can. Now, that being said, it's not easy because there are some contracts on there that are dog awful. They're also fortunate because they're going to have about 20 mil in cap space. They got to figure out, you know, what they're going to do in goal, a little bit on D, and then also like what they're going to do the depth wise for the, the Penguins. I think the top two lines as is, they're going to be okay. I think those are totally serviceable top two lines in the NHL. I, I really do. You got Gino and Malkin, you're fine. And then you got Rust and Getzel. And if you have, you know, who is playing some, you know, Raquel, totally fine as a top-line player. Granlin cannot play top-line minutes. I don't like that deal. So that's already one bad contract. The Jeff Carter contract, like, term sucks. But, like, if he's your third or fourth, you're, you're doing okay. And I actually really like the World Championships from Drew O'Connor. So... That's your four-headed monster going down the middle. That's not bad. It just depends what you surround it around with. That's the other thing, too. And then, you know, kind of like the Caps organization, unfortunately, like the cupboards are kind of bare in terms of, you know, your, your depth, your upcoming talent. So what are you going to do with that? I don't think they're going to start shoveling out draft picks, but I do kind of see them like, you know, if they can get out from a contract or two that sucks and throw in a sweetener maybe and maybe get something back that's serviceable, that makes sense. I, th I think they'll do it. But we'll see. It's a, it's, a, it's a task, that's for sure. I don't think it's as bad as, like, Philly 
you know, trying to make that team contend or like, you know, Arizona. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I thought their goaltending really hurt them last year. Health wise. Yeah. 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 When they're healthy, it's not a problem, but, but that's, if you're, that's if you're not healthy, that's a big problem. Yeah. But that's been said for the last 10 years. Since 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I've said it with yeah. Penguins fans and I hate <laughs> harping on it. We had Flurry. You know, he did he did totally fine. I mean, yeah, he had a few years of like kind of garbage playoffs, but like if you look at a lot of goalies, unfortunately, it's like they have a bell curve and sometimes that bell curve goes two or three times back up and two or three times down. It's the way it works. And then, you know, everyone's like, get the get Flurry out of town. Vegas took him. He had a resurgence. He looked great. And then we had Matt Murray. We were totally fine. And then he had some I think and it was more psychological. Glove hand. Yeah. Well, I think that was also the coaching, <laughs> coaching. too. Coaching, yeah, that was coaching. Because um, I read something about Bob and the way he holds his stick specifically in terms of, like, it makes his blocker more square, which helps him, which I was like, holy hell, I never, I mean, I'm not a, a goalie, so, like. Got plenty of goalies in Discord, you could ask them. I could, but I <laughs> see a lot of them on Sunday night, and, and judging by what I've been doing and do them on Sunday night, I don't want their advice. So, oh, oh, shots fired. I actually, I will say this because I played. You need to get a blocker played, to the mouth. We played. I know. We played Goody last night. He did like a freaking Dominic Hashik windmill thing. <laughs> fucking snagged it out of the air. It was cool. We were laughing. It was awesome. Oh, you got glove last night too. I got glove. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, I was reading that, and then, you know, Murray had psychological injury issues. They were like, get him the hell out of town. They did because they were like, oh, we have Jury and DeSmith. And like, we're in the same boat. So for like 12 yeah. years, it's been the same cycle. It just, well, Jari would like play well. And then, and then he would get injured. Yeah. And then he would, he would come back. He was like, not as good as he was. And then he would get better. And then he'd get fucking injured again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and you kind of, it was just, cats like, are almost in the same boat with a goaltending if you think about it. They yeah. have like they had X amount of well, I think Oli Kolzig was part of the problem for a little bit because like they had perfectly good goaltenders in the system. They left and they became yeah. Vesna candidates. Well, I, I think also like they they became uh, they they became cap you know sort of constrained, and yeah. you're not going to sink you know so much money into goaltending. I mean that's you know. Couldn't keep Holpe, couldn't, you know, and then, and then you're in sort of this cycle of like, okay, we'll get, we'll get our number one through free agency or trade and then have to make another move down the line. Um, I think they've always had young goalies in the system that they've never given opportunity to. Yeah, true. Um, because they've always decided that the NHL minutes are going to go to, air quotes proven you know goalies that we get through free agency or trade which is a way to do it and that's fine. yeah true well so while we're on the caps spencer carberry go awesome love it love it i mean everybody kind of knew it was going to happen because he he came up in the organization through hershey he was head coach in hershey um got them pretty far in calder cup playoffs during the covid year which was awesome because he had to deal with all that kind of stuff, knows how to deal with the younger players, goes to Toronto as assistant, runs a power play up there, 
knows how to work with superstar players with huge contracts in Toronto, um, while also integrating veteran players that have been brought in on free agency and through trade. So he kind of has it all young guy, which is, I, I think it's great to have younger influences on the game because it's a, it is a young person's game. Hockey is a young person's game. So if you're at an elite level, like you need to have that, that mindset and you need to be closer in culture and psychology and outright age with the people that you're, you're working with. So I think it's, it's all around good. Also, the guy is like, he's an animal as far as work is concerned. The story going around is that, you know, he would get up at, you know, whatever time in the morning, he'd go for a run, run to the arena, work out, do whatever, start film study meetings and all. I mean, he just goes, 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 goes. So um, I think that's, that's important when he is working with a player like Ovechkin, who I think also... No, Doesn't I think that. No, I think he does. <laughs> I think I think the only way you can maintain a certain level of play is to to show up every day and do all those things. Like we we talked about earlier like certain like Kyle Dubas has a lot of work to do as president because at each level at in an elite sort of organization you have to keep working. So I think um I think if you listen to interviews from players that played with Ovi or coaches that worked with Ovi, they're all going to say he was the hardest worker on the team and that there's a reason for the success, right? And so I think if that mentality matches up with Carberry, you have a very uh you have a very good mix. Why well, was the one thing kind of similar to like the Dubis thing, like it's a new way of thinking, new wave of hockey. So, like, you have a very progressive young coach in Spencer. I was saying, like, it's really cool to see, like, you know, a new wave type president of hockey ops because, like, it's different. It's going to change the game. But the one thing I can say about Spencer, which I really liked hearing, he did an interview. I can't remember where I heard it, but he said, like, his kind of, like, path the next couple of weeks and months is going to be information gathering and, like, bouncing ideas off of people like past coaches uh you know he said not just in the last couple of years like maybe some of the players all the way back to the rookie years depending on who and his network and even too like he was talking about some of the mentors and people he's reached out to like he was talking about butch cassidy so like good freaking coach boston you fired him so great job <laughs> um <laughs> Also, Don Sweeney should not be nominated for general manager of the year. And if anybody's curious, just look what he did in November, but whatever. That's right. Yes. That's my yeah. soapbox. So yeah. whatever. Um, he said Jared Bednar, awesome. So like all those pl all those coaches, like younger coaches in terms of the game, not experience, but younger in terms of NHL coaching style, but like been around the game a while, live it, breathe it, sleep it, eat it. Like I think it's cool. Like the game's going to be in a very good place, a, like a really freaking cool place in the next couple of years, especially you get a few more of these guys. Like I know they're talking like Babcock got hired 
Ugh. And freaking, they're talking about Laviolette yeah. still. Like, I'm like, mm. get some of these dudes out. Like, these they're, they're good coaches. They're fossils, <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, you're not progressing. <laughs> like, this isn't Jurassic Park. Like, stop, yeah, man. <laughs> stop, right. Stop like, reanimating stop. these species. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> That's all for episode 147. Thanks so much for listening. If you made it this far, you probably like what we're doing. And if you like what we're doing, please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review on your podcast apps. And also tell your friends, tell your teammates, tell family members about Beers in the Lot. New episodes release every Wednesday. So until then, see ya. See ya.